I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast was recorded on Rwandari land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and to the traditional owners of the game Mangrook, without which our game wouldn't exist. This is Footy Actually, brought to you by Play On Radio. Hello and welcome to Footy Actually, the alternative listening footy podcast for diehard fans. My name is Kel Rowe and I'm here with my co-host Gemma Bastiani, AFLW analyst extraordinaire. How are you, Gem? I'm great, thank you. We're here to talk about footy. How good's that? So good. We love to see it and talk about it. Uh, today, we are looking at Adelaide Crows. The Adelaide Crows, they finished first on the ladder in the home and away season uh, with a whopping 208.3%, uh, but unfortunately did not win the big dance against the Brisbane Lions and came up second. It's a cracker of a game, that one. I mean, it was it was a great game. It was a wild ride. I drove over there, drove back within the space of like... I don't know how long it was a whirlwind. But remember when we could cross borders? Oh. Well, we're allowed to now, but it's weird to think that in April I did that. Yeah. Um, but it was a joy. I got to actually watch the game from a spot where you could actually see the whole ground, which is just my favorite thing ever. So amazing. I was uh I was doing basically my pre-game ritual for my local footy. Um and we had every TV in the club rooms tuned to that game. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it was it was a good pump up for, for the game that came afterwards. We uh, we had a 100-point win. So, <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you very much, AFLW Grand Final. Um, <laughs> if anyone ever needs any uh, pre-game pump up, that's it. Do it. Um, so we're in the off-season now. We're running up to the 2022 season. Um, we've had some trade periods and some draft periods. Who is your trade highlight? So I have not chosen a traded player, sorry, uh, but I've chosen a delisted free agent selection. Fun fact, only two players in the history of the AFLW have left a club and come back to it. Both of those players have left and come back to Adelaide. Um, One of those being Jasmine Hewitt, who was at the Suns for a season, for two seasons. She was inactive last year. Um, without 
Rihanna Metcalf for the 2022 season because she has some work commitments, meaning active. I think yeah. Hewitt can really provide some leadership and maturity in that ruck role because they do have Gould and McKinnon there, but I think they're still young and emerging and aren't able to hold down that role on their own. So Hewitt can do that, but also is a little bit versatile in terms of being able to play around the, around the ground. She's not a super tall ruck, so she's quite good at ground level. She can run. She's quite athletic. So I think she's a great addition, particularly given Metcalf's inactivity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, well, it's for also a bit cheeky. It's not a trade. Uh, it's a rookie signing. Uh, but it really is the tale of two Jasmines. I've mm. gone with Jasmine Simmons. Um, she was signed from basketball. She's um, been playing in the US college system, uh, but grew up playing footy in, until she aged out. Um, she has been playing some senior, senior footy in regional New South Wales, so hopefully a combination of the basketball at an elite level plus um, the footy will set her up to perform as a tall for the Crows. Mm. Um, big, she's got some big shoes to fill, I think, um, and she is still, you know, reasonably young, but there's a, some really good opportunities uh, for her development into a, a really competitive key position player, I think. Yeah. Um, it's also not a trade highlight, but... Um, in addition to a few familiar faces in coaching roles and, and development coaching roles, um, I'm really excited to see Leah Kasler get picked up by the Crows. Um, I was incredibly surprised at her delisting from the Suns, given she did bring well, a fair amount of experience and um, seeing her have, have a run up forward um, for the Suns was actually was kind of cool. I think she, and the, and the chances that she was given, um, she sort of showed some promise there in a different role. Um, so it's, again, nice to see another experienced um, coach or player moving into a coaching role, um, even if it is, a, you know, a loss to the Suns. Alongside Courtney Cramey um, yeah. in that coaching role as well, which is cool. Absolutely. You know, we, we talk about it a, a lot, but we love to see those pathways for um, women in coaching in the AFLW. Mm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's nice to see clubs um, actively, you know, building out those roles and support for them. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Who was your draft highlight? I've gone with Abby Ballard. Um, she probably, given the depth that the Crows have, I don't know how early she'll get a debut, but she's someone who's nominated for the draft in the past and hasn't been selected. So it's great to see her finally picked up. She's a really hard worker and she has the potential to be a really good role player across the midfield and half forward line for them. Um, She's also the kind of, I'm probably looking too far ahead here, but she's also the kind (laughs) of player that I expect might be poached by a ex- certain expansion team come mm. their addition to the competition as well. So um, I'm really keen to see what she does and how quickly she can solidify herself into that side. Nice. Yeah, I've picked Brooke Tonnen. Um, she was drafted at number 20. Um, she's a former Crows Academy member and um, is coming into the AFLW system off the back of a premiership winning season with Glenelg and the San FLW. Um, so hopefully this this elevation to elite footy will 
give her an opportunity to, I guess, capitalise on that success and keep building that confidence as a player. Mm. Um, she plays as a halfback or on the wing um, and reads the play really well and um, has also worked quite hard in the off-season so that she's got, like, a really solid start with the Crows um, in this season. So looking forward to seeing how she takes to it. But, um, I mean, it's the Crows list is really solid, so it would be interesting to see how long some of these um, new players have to debut. Do you want to know a fun fact about Brooke Tonnen? We have the same birthday, um, although she is 13 years younger than <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, happy birthday to you both for whenever that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So any off-season concerns we need to unpack for the Crows? Yeah, um, I, th- I think their loss of experience is a bit of a concern. So Randall, Phillips, Marinoff and Hatchard, they'll all be there in 2022. Mm-hmm. But Metcalf, as we've already mentioned, is inactive. Ange Foley inactive given that knee injury she suffered in the grand final. Jess Sedgnery mm-hmm. um, also inactive as she pursues a cycling career. Yeah. And this is compounded, I think, by the loss of Chloe Shear to Geelong. Um they need more of their youth to step up and do more and carry more of the load. And I think the pain right now um, will put them in good stead for future seasons. Um, but there's a lot hanging over their heads in terms of expansion. They've very much enjoyed being the only um, AFLW side in South Australia for the first five years. Um, yeah. They're going to have to share now. They're going to have to share, but also – we need to see that, you know, Phillips likely has one more year in her. When she's gone, what do the Crows look like? Because they they don't perform as well without Aaron Phillips there. Chelsea Randall is the other one who's going to be captaining them. She Their their history, their track record with and without Chelsea Randall is really stark. It It is very different when she's playing as compared to when she's not in terms of their win-loss and their percentage. She's really like the heart and soul, um, both a really talented player, but what she brings in leadership and, and cohesion for the team I think is is really, really critical for the Crows. Yeah, and I feel like I say, I feel like a broken record with this, but we haven't yet seen that this can be a successful side without those two in the side. Yep. We haven't seen it. 
And until we have, I'm going to keep saying it because there's going to be a day where Adelaide doesn't have Phillips and they don't have Chelsea Randall. What are they going to do? 2020 is a really good example of that because Aaron Phillips was in the side, but Chelsea Randall missed that ACL injury. Yeah. They really struggled. We need to see other players stepping up and being able to take the game by the scruff of the neck and actually perform rather than be a supporting character for that quartet. And that's what my concern is. Yeah, I agree. I definitely felt like there were too many key names on that inactive list. Um, but, I mean, we have spoken before about how um, clubs outside of of um, South Australia are passing on draft picks to target experienced players in the Adelaide, Adelaide system or the South Australian system. So there is talent there um, mm. and, and potentially, um, you know, with the absence of some of those names, there is going to be space this this year for some of that, that younger up-and-coming talent and, and people who have been there for a little while but haven't really had the space to kind of really um, fulfil their potential. Maybe maybe this is the year um, for them. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I think you're you're right to highlight that they are they do have this boogeyman hanging over their head with the expansion because that really is going to um, shift what football likes looks like in um, in South Australia with yeah. what coming on board. Absolutely, sure. and you know I'm just going to manifest an Aaron Phillips retiring at the end of the 2022 season and immediately being named the head coach of the Port <laughs> yeah. Adelaide AFLW side. <laughs> Look, I, I really, I, you know, I don't want to cut Flip's career short by any means, but um, I, I would be happy with that. That would be great. <laughs> that would be one of the greatest things ever, given her family history with Port Adelaide as well. Could Absolutely. you imagine? Oh. They would never get her as a player. They could ne- I don't think they could ever get her as a player if she was going to play one more year and play for them. But as a coach, oh. I feel the possibilities there, more so. I think that, yeah, the one way or strong. another, we're going to see Erin <laughs> Phillips in Port Adelaide colours sooner rather than later. <laughs> uh, and so how do you think the Crows will structure their play this year? Do you think they'll they'll change anything up or...? So the way they've been most effective, again, relying on that quartet of um, of players, but dominate at stoppage and then use clean ball movement on the outside. So it's not as much run and carry. It's much more clean kick and mark between one another, use their skill, and then target marking forwards inside 50. So once they are in their attacking half, they make the ground small. Their defensive group moves up the ground a little bit and creates that kind of ring, Um, and they block off defensive exits from opposition sides. So um, they create the wall. Yeah, they very they make they make the opposition feel trapped into a corner when they're at their best, and that was really evident in the St Kilda game this year. So yeah, they're very well drilled when it comes to that. Yeah, that kind of pressure play can un- undo a team, as as we saw. Mm. Um, or I didn't. I just heard about the score and then couldn't bring myself <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> um, I'm really keen um, to see the likes of Noffy, Phillips, Daniel Ponta and, and Chelsea Randall at full strength. Um, but using their leadership and experience to kind of guide the fledgling crows through into the season, I feel like um, that would be a really scary prospect for the, any opposition this season 
um, you know, those players hitting their straps, but also equally um, lifting some of the newer, uh, fresher talent up to that level. Mm. Um, That seems like a real terrifying proposition. (laughs) Yeah. But some amazing football will come out of it. Um, Who's your dream matchup? For me, it's Fremantle. Um, I think pressure really challenges Adelaide's ability to get the game on their own terms um, and use that clean ball movement that we discussed. Fremantle are a great pressure side. Um, So, yeah, I love that idea. And, you know, we saw under um, kind of difficult circumstances, Fremantle this year in round three um, went to Adelaide expecting to be in a hub for three weeks, went to Adelaide, beat Adelaide convincingly um, off the back of that pressure and that connection as a team. They just got Adelaide unstuck. So I'd love to see that match up again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not often um, you see their feathers ruffled like that. So, Mm. um, yeah, great game. I would love to see the grand final rematch with Brisbane. There was just so much ferocity and physicality in that grand final. It was really, really incredible. And you'd have to think, given that the Lions deny them that third premiership that they've got a, a score to settle but there's some individual player matchups in that game that I I really enjoyed so um Cathy Spark tagging anyone in the in the middle um is amazing to watch and she's just so incredibly athletic and mm-hmm. has the drive to keep going all game like that um but also yeah um the, the really dynamic forward line um for Brisbane against the Crows defensive unit and just so many good matchups, so much great footy came out of that game um, and ultimately obviously Brisbane won. So I feel like the Crows would be out to kind of um, state their case next time those two teams meet up. Yeah. Do you reckon we've got another finals? I think so. Uh, yeah, I think finals, I think maybe not in the top half of the eight or the six, mm. uh, but yeah, I still think they're there. I did feel this year, and it might just be because Adelaide is not a team that I play a great amount of attention to because they're Adelaide and they're good and they do their thing. Um, and I have a couple of other teams that I that I support before a couple, a couple, yeah, half of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I did feel uh, from that perspective for me when they suddenly popped up first on the ladder in the home and away season, I, I was like, where did that come from? Obviously, I haven't been paying attention. Um, but they are still a very dangerous team, despite other teams having moments of brilliance and performing really well. And I think that's possibly why I was distracted from paying attention to Adelaide this last season, um, was because there was so much improvement happening in other teams, whereas they're mm. just consistently good. I was kind of like, they're they're fine. Um, so, yeah, yeah um, to see them hit the top, that was pretty impressive. Nice to see them do it again. But, yeah, it might be a different sort of year this year. Let's really judge Adelaide come 2023. It's going to be a different year altogether, that one. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Well, that's a wrap on our preview of Adelaide for the 2022 AFLW season. Uh, if you'd like to find us on the internet and talk even more for you, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at row underscore Kel, and you can find at play on radio Mel there as well. Gemma, what's your Twitter handle? I'm at GL Bastiani on Twitter, where I tweet stats and swans highlights. And possible uh, poachings from port when the time comes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it from us for now. 
Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on Footy Actually.